Hello and welcome back to the Last King of Ulster podcast with me, your host, Paul Gallagher. It's been an eventful week for me personally, for the country, for the sporting world. Everything has been going good. The weather has been bad, but the things are looking up and I'm very optimistic and hopeful for the future. Let's start with that. Okay. Since we last talked on this podcast, you, my loyal and lovely listener, thank you very much. Last week, I did a podcast based upon the Claire Byrne show where they talked about Irish unification and how we should open a dialogue with that. So this has actually creeped into my life a little bit because I've been meditating on that. I've been thinking about, okay, so how do I engage with other people in the way that they feel respected? Because there was a while there because of my TikTok and it was literally because I was talking to people who despised me. I came with a new conclusion that maybe the best way that I engage with them. And this has kind of generally been my default. Like I'm not afraid of an argument. I actually can be quite an argumentative person. I'm very opinionated and I'm very passionate about my opinions. And sometimes I do go in all guns blazing, but I am trying a new change of pace, trying to as much listen as I do argue. And I will fall short in this a few times. I have in the past week, actually, based upon COVID with a good friend of mine. And I want to, I, I definitely want to change. So, yeah, I, I had this creep into my personal life as well, like the trying to like engage rather than debate, and it's paying more dividends. I feel a lot more close to people. I feel like they respect my opinion a little bit more, and I just want to. Oh, yeah, I think that's what dialogue is important. So that was last week's podcast. Uh, then UFC happened. Speaking of fighting, we go from peace to fighting. Uh, UFC happened. It was a great card, really well put together event. Second that uh, Brian Ortega didn't get to fight Volkanovski. But we were given a spectacle of a headliner in Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Now, I was shouting for uh, Stipe. I thought he was going to win. I do love Francis Ngannou. Don't get me wrong. I do love him. But I didn't think he had the technicality to beat Stipe. Like, I just thought... Francis would come in just swinging, just absolutely swinging and leaving his uh, jaw open for like a few counterattacks. But he was calm. He was patient. He he knew when to turn up the intensity. He, he stopped a takedown from Stipe, who is an NCAA college wrestler, who has very good takedowns. I This was a new Francis that I saw. I, was, I, I cannot wait to see this Francis Ngannou evolving into some like a better and more well-rounded fighter. One thing I didn't like about the event, though, yes, Stipe was knocked out, and yes, it was a brutal knockout. He will have to do six months of suspension because of a knockout for safety reasons. I get that. But why are we ruling out a rematch? That's a trilogy fight. They did it for Poirier and McGregor, and that wasn't a trilogy. That that wasn't a title fight. So why not give Stipe to win his belt back? One apiece. They're both one apiece fighting in very recent memory. Similar circumstances to McGregor and Poirier. I think, like, Stipe is probably one of the most disrespected heavyweights of all time. Everyone writes him off. Everyone does not give him a chance when he is, like, one of the most gifted boxers that the heavyweight division has ever had. 
He's also a very good wrestler. He's one of the most well-rounded fighters. He beat Daniel Cormier, a double champion, twice. I think we could give him one more shot. And if he loses, then we know. But I just, like, someone like John Jones, like, who I really admire, whose fighting style that I absolutely love, I think he is one of the greatest. In fact, he is the greatest light heavyweight of all time. He, I think he needs to earn his keep. I think he needs to earn some respect within the division and fight a fight first before the title fight to see if he's up to the standard, if he can handle that extra power. Why are we ruling it? Well, like even Derek Lewis, who hasn't been that consistent, who, who loses rounds and wins by knockout, which you have to kind of admire in a certain aspect, that doggedness to win. But yeah, that, that's just something that really pissed me off. I would love to see Steve Bay get that trilogy fight. Give him a chance to win a title fight. Win his title back even. Pardon me. Moving on. TikTok. My TikTok has exploded in the past week or two. Past week. All because of cocktails called an Irish car bomb. I looked at it today. I think it's on like, it's nearly at half a million views, which is absolutely mental. Like, Fuck me. Some like that got watched nearly half a million times. That is mental to me. I'd never thought in my life it would explode up to that. And I'm nearly at 17k, which is even more mental. It took me two years to get to ten thousand. Sorry, a year and a half to get me to ten thousand. And now I'm at seventeen thousand. My following in the last two months has exploded by nine. And I'm very fucking grateful for that. I have the best followers and friends in the world, and I'm always grateful for that. And I thank you, each and every one of you that has supported me with a like, with a comment, with sharing my content. I'm always very grateful for that. And I, I, I don't know what I did to deserve you, but I can't question it. I'm so, so lucky. I'm such a lucky person, and it's because of you guys, the people that are listening. So thank you so much for that. I know... 16 17k might not be a lot to other people but you know what it's a lot to me i was happy just at 10k and now this is a bonus i'm happy each and every one of you thank you i don't know why i don't find myself that interesting or funny but you as somebody you do maybe you don't maybe you are just links you hate me great that's perfect hatred powerful energy so yeah back to the video at hand that i was talking about yeah a lot of people seem to resonate with ordering an Irish car bomb. Now, so for anyone that does not know what an Irish car bomb is, maybe you're from Ireland. It seems to be a very American drink. It is essentially a pint of Guinness with a Bailey's shot. Now, I'm offended by this for one reason, and one reason only. You don't need to waste perfectly good Guinness and Bailey's. Just have them separately. They're both delicious drinks. Don't need to ruin them like that. But... Yeah, people seem to have really taken offense. A lot of it was Americans trying to be like, okay, why should we not order that? They were curious, like, why should we not order? Why is it offensive? We don't understand. It's just ignorance on our part, which I really admire and which I really respect. So essentially, I'll describe the TikTok. You can go check it out. It's still up. Um, it was essentially something like American tourist walks in the bar and he's like, can I get two Irish car bombs? And I'm just like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't have Irish car bombs. But what we do have is a 9-11 and a mass shooting. And then the, the the American gets offended. I'm just like, well, like, did I make a joke in sense about your country's history? Blah, blah, blah. 
And the, it, it did seem to resonate with a lot in the comments. A lot of people were like, well, why can't we order an Irish car? But I was like, you can. It's called something different. You call it an Irish drop or a Dublin slammer or Dublin drop and Irish slammer, pardon me. And then, like, uh, I explained the history of the Irish car bomb with the Troubles in the north of Ireland, uh, where people who were affected by car bombs are st still alive today. Um, people who've lost loved ones to car bombs are still alive today. In fact, in the north, there are still cars being chased, searched, pardon me, for ca car bombs. It's still happening to this very day. So I can understand why people get very sad. Then I've seen a lot of Irish people being like, Oh no, like I work in this area and I can get it. And, and I was just like, yeah, we get it. Like personally, I am not offended by somebody getting an Irish car bomb. I was just trying to say, listen, if you're not from Ireland and you don't know the situation or the historical context, don't order because you might get yourself into trouble. And I have seen comments like that. People saying I worked in a bar American tourist comes up, orders an Irish car bomb, causes great offence, asked to leave. Uh, people nearly get punched forwarding it. I've also seen Irish people being like, well, I never got offended and stop being so offended. And I'm just like, you can't tell people not to be offended. If someone gets offended by something, sure, they might be thin-skinned. But you can't be that dick that says you shouldn't be offended. That is so subjective and personal. You just come across as a dick. Yeah, we get it. We've all grown up to that Ben Shapiro fucking facts don't care about your feelings. Like a fucking robot. Feelings do matter. Facts do matter too. But it's not one or the other. Yeah, when you're having a heated debate and a topic, yes, facts do matter. But you know what else? People don't care about logic. They don't for the most part. Only those nerdy people care 100% about logic. And logic is important. I'm not going to deny that. We do need a good level of logic. But people get invested more emotionally first, and then they justify their uh, beliefs through logic. They look at religion, for example. Look at any religion. Look at any sort of political ideology. They were connected emotionally, and then they justified it with logic. It happens everywhere. Don't act like you're not. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. I am very much like this too. I'm a human, but that's the beauty of it. Then they were asking me, what is a black and tan? Why is that offensive? And I was like, okay, so for anyone that doesn't know what a black and tan is, a black and tan is like a Smittix or a red ale with a Guinness on top. I've heard of this before, but it was referred to as a Smittix with a Guinness head. My, my friend would drink it all the time. I wouldn't be a big Smittix guy, but that's what I always seen it as. And then a lot of people were like, well, why is there uh, the black and tan even so offensive? And I say, well, the historical context. So for anyone who doesn't know what the actual black and tans come from. So 1919 to 1921, we have a war of independence. Okay, following? Good. The police force within Ireland in the rest of Ireland outside of Dublin was known as the RIC, the Royal Irish Constabulary. And majority of these people were Irish Catholics uh, that grew up in their localities, which is, you know, this is true. But then the IRA, after being recruited and trained within UK prisons, they got out and they said, right, guys, we're having a new form of tactics. We're not taking the British head on. We're going to use guerrilla warfare. That's, so that's like, you know, they see a platoon of British soldiers coming in and they attack and then they scatter. In, out, shake it all about. Mom, mom's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Boom. So then Churchill was like, well, a lot of the RIC are retiring. 
and I've got all these retired uh, World War One veterans that are unemployed, and we're we're going through a bit of an economic crisis at the moment. So what we'll do is we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll send them over to Ireland with some experience, and that will do that. Unfortunately for the Irish, uh, the Black and Tans were, in my own humble opinion, a shower of bastards. I might come across that as biased, and I would not blame you for thinking that or assuming that. But I'm very biased in this regard. I try to be objective, but they were bastards. Uh, why were they bastards? Okay, just off the top of my head that I can think of. Oh, yes, uh, they burned Cork City down to the ground. You know, I don't think good people do that. Like, would you burn a city down? I don't think I would. Even if that city happened to be... Insert shithole place there. I don't think I still would. Unless that was Fulcara. I would probably burn down Fulcara. But would you blame me? No, if anything, it would look the exact same. Okay, anyway. What else did they do? They... In the same city of Cork, there was a man who refused to serve them. So what did they do? They cut out his tongue. Wankery. Absolute wankery, if I've ever seen some. And to make matters worse, during a game of football, Gaelic football, or national sport Gaelic football, Black and Tans, during a football match, went into Croke Park, GAHQ, and shot at us randomly into a crowd, killed... 14 to 16 people. I don't know the number off the top of my head. Not nice guys. Really not nice guys. I wouldn't like to call them my friends. If they were, I'd, I'd probably cut out their tongue. See how they like it. Yeah, so that's kind of why it's a bit insensitive to like order black and tan with the cocktail. Oh, also, they were called black and tans on account of their uniform. They had like a black coat and uh, tan colored khakis. Khaki, I think that's the name of the trousers. Yeah, okay. So now that we've got established that established, um, yeah, so then that, and then I started doing accents. I've been doing a lot of accent work and trying to perfect accents. In that video in particular, I tried to do a New York accent and it came out as Boston. And then people were just saying, oh, that's a good Boston accent. And I was just sitting there laughing like, eh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the accent I was trying to do. Sitting there like an absolute phony. I'll take the compliment. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the dopamine high of compliments. But I really, really was going for the New York accent. Sorry, that was terrible. And then I was doing French. And then I was doing a specific Quebecois, uh, Mexican. Uh, with the last few videos, I did, that did okay, relatively okay. I don't know how many views it's got. I think it's like 2,000 views, which is not bad, give or take. So I keep talking away from the mic. Yeah. So, and also, lockdown is going to be easy in the next week or two. So that means you can travel anywhere within your county. And if you're from a border area, you can travel within 20 kilometers. Fantastic. We love to see it. We're all about that life. So... Yeah, so that we can meet with people outside. A few outdoor activities are being opened up. I think that's fantastic because people are suffering so badly from lockdown burnout. I know I am. However, in the past week, I've I've been actually loving lockdown a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I found my little groove. I've been walking a lot more. I'm just spending my entire day cleaning the place I'm in at the minute. Just listening to an audiobook about the Vikings. 
Uh, it's a lecture from the great courses. It's fantastic. Uh, he, he presents it very well. I le I'm learning so much about Vikings that I never thought I could comprehend before in my life. But the lecturer, whose name escapes me, is, does very well with it. There's no denying that. Apparently, they were more of a mercantile family. Most of the riches came from merchants rather than plunder. Plunder was an important part. In fact, actually, now that I think about it, a lot of their boating style comes from... Uh, Curse, apparently. So, like the way they designed their ships to go up rivers very quickly was from an proto uh, Scandinavian, which was heavily influenced by the Celtic curs, which I never knew before. I couldn't put that two, to, two together. Which kind of does make sense when you think of the structure, although I'm so used to what we call an Oe Cura. So, like if you see like an, a Curric, me, you might call it a Curric, but I'd, I'd say Curric, that's my dialect, pronounces it as. So, I'll use Curric and Curric interchangeably. They mean the exact same thing. Spelt the exact same way too. So like an oikura is, it's like rounded at the top. And I found this out lately. Also, if you have the chance, I found this off this guy called Cormac's Coast, Cormac McGinley. Fantastic. He's on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. He posts such amazing, informative content about the Cliffs of Moher, the local uh, flora and fauna. Can't recommend him enough. Check him out. So, yeah, the reason that the front was rounded was because whenever they were going from the island, so Oi Island is where my dad's from. I go there every summer. Uh, there's a lot of rocks in between Critch Island where you'd go from, and you it helps you, like, poke for rocks so that you don't wreck your ship, which I think is absolutely genius. Whereas, like, a traditional Kura, it's, it's pointed at the top and back, and it's very narrow. You might only fit, like, one or two people in it at a time. So, yeah. That is, I was even talking about, yeah, Kurs were influenced by the Vikings. There we go. I like to go on around sometimes. I can't help it. But it's my podcast and I do what I want, baby. Yeah, so now, moving on. So yeah, I've been learning a lot about that. I've been cooking a lot more. I'm getting really back into cooking. I'm fermenting absolutely everything. So if anyone that doesn't know what fermenting is, it's essentially you're putting something into water and a bit of salt. That's it. And you just leave it. Make sure everything's of, and the majority of it is you just have to sanitize everything, because bacteria is a big niche niche. Don't want fuzzy bacteria. Although you can't get calm yeast. People think that's mold, but calm yeast is fine. It's actually quite healthy for you, I think. Apparently. So yeah, we know that. Also, I bottled some wine and mead, and they were quite lovely. I'm not gonna lie. I drank a bottle of it last night. That's why my voice kind of sounds like an old man. Like my balls have dropped for a second time. Yeah, uh, I drank a bottle of it last night. It went down a bit too well. A bit too well. But sure, look, it's all self-inflicted at the end of the day. I do quite enjoy a little bit of self-inflicted pain and misery. Oh, while cleaning a house, which is not ideal, but I did it. Clean the oven, the microwave. All the floors are hoovered and mopped and dried. As things should be. It's what we love to see. Clean houses. Clear house, clear mind. That's what all I can say about it is. So. Swing a lockdown. Yeah, so I'm exercising a bit more. Going out for a walk. I'm getting really into photography. Making TikToks. Engaging with people in a way that I don't think I'd be fit to the very first lockdown. 
Second lockdown, I had a girlfriend. If you're still, if you're listening, hey, hope you're okay. I still keep in touch with her. Don't don't get me wrong, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think I've exhausted everything that I've talked about. Uh, what else? Let me say. Let me think. Oh yeah, I made soda bread today. This is how boring lockdown is getting, everyone. Do you remember, like, the very first lockdown? Everyone went mad buying toilet paper and flour and yeast. And everyone had a sourdough starter culture. Everyone was getting into baking. And now everyone's just kind of like this lockdown. Everyone's just like, ah, fuck it. Just get takeaways. Have some pints. On home workouts. Although people are a lot more quiet about their home workouts now. And I think that's because, like, first lockdown, everyone's like, well, I'm not. We, we, I don't think we anticipated it to be such a long lockdown. We're like, okay, a few weeks. I'm going to show how disciplined I am and then ramp it back up in the next couple of weeks. And then when they did ramp, then after a year, everyone's like, ah, fuck this. I am not going to do this anymore. And then that's, I know I've let myself go a little bit. I put on luck. So the first week of lockdown, I was walking in around 79, 80 kg. And now I'm up to 89 or 90, depending how much I've eaten and drank that day. So, yeah, I put on 11 kg, which is quite astronomical. But I know once the jiu-jitsu gyms open up again, I'll be back training. Uh, the weight will fall off. It always does. Because, like, like, whenever gyms are open, I'm either in the jiu-jitsu gym or I'm in the weights gym, depending uh, if I have a competition coming up or not. So, yeah, I can't wait till they open up again can't wait to go back competing get my blue belts and as i said for everyone yes lockdown is looking very grim at the moment people are fed up and bored but what i always say is one day at a time if you're looking to next month for hope that is such a long time away and a lot can happen day by day it's good to plan for the medium to long-term future but the battle the way you win the battle is taking it day by day Focusing on small, minial goals that you can do to make lockdown better. I know that's what's helping me. Maybe you have a different approach. That's cool. Let me know. And I'd like to exchange ideas with you. But what I do say is one thing that gets you through the day. Do that one thing that requires the most minimal amount of effort, but gets the ball rolling. I know for me, it's I have to wake up before... 12 o'clock p.m. every day. I've gotten very lazy with my sleep. In fact, most nights now, I'm up till 4 or 5 in the morning, and I blame that on TikTok. So what I'm going to do now is, come 12 o'clock, 12 a.m., I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to turn off every little electric device. I'm going to go down to bed. I'm going to listen to, well, not listen to an audiobook, because that's my phone. But I will read a book and then fall asleep that way. Because, what you know, what I need to get some sort of structure back. And that's a goal for me. My goal also is to have to walk. Go for 5,000 steps. That's a bare minimum. I'll have to have 5,000 steps. That is just like under a 5K walk. But then you find, oh, I'm came doing it. Okay, so I'll do a little bit more. And then you do a little bit more. And you're like, wow, I pushed myself and I felt great. But then you're like, okay, if I just do the bare minimum. And then you do the bare minimum. And you're like, wow, I still feel good. I got through it. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to be so much better. 
that's life. You know, we, we can't be people want consistency, but sometimes you have to accept regression in your progress. That's just a part of life. We all go through it. It's normal. Don't feel bad about it. That's life. Everybody's went through that before. Even the greatest of all time have gone through that. So be easy on yourself. Allow yourself to be bored. I'm going on a little rant, but you know what? Fuck it. Allow yourself to be bored. I find when I allow myself to become bored and not overly stimulated that I get more creative. So I'm just like, okay, so I might be sitting and I'm looking at the walls. I'm like, right, what can I do? All right, you know what I'll do? I'll, oh, wait, I've got an idea for TikTok. And then it comes in where it's like, if I'm on my phone scrolling on TikTok or if I'm on like YouTube just looking at things, you know, your mind's not unwinding. So it's still going and still trying to do something. And it doesn't, sometimes that taking that step back from stimulation will help you be more stimulated, if that makes sense. That is just my personal opinion. So we're coming up to 25 minutes, guys. Thank you for listening thus far. Um, be sure to listen on this and give it a positive review on whatever app you're listening to it on. I'd really appreciate it. It really helped it out. And if you have a person with a platform and you'd like to come on the show, give me a shout. I'd love to have guests on. But till next week, take care. God bless and have a good day. Goodbye.